Yes, thank you, Lord Jesus. God has given me the subject, amen. Communion for real. Amen. Communion for real. And we've been over the past three weeks, three or four weeks, we have been discussing the idea of how to worship God for real. And I believe that God keeps sending his word, amen, because he is trying to teach us the difference between real worship and fake worship, real church and fake church. And I'm not saying that this is the only real church. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that this is the only real church. But I am saying it is one of them. Amen. We used to have a, a, a drummer used to say it's a poor fraud that doesn't praise his own poem. Amen. So I love what God is trying to do in this house. Amen. But you gotta, if you want to go, you gotta participate. God ain't beating down no doors. Amen. He's not beating down any doors. He's already taken on the cross. And I believe that he keeps sending these words and he keeps allowing the spirit to move because he's leaving some of us without an excuse. He's sending these words. He's setting the atmosphere for you to get what you need. Amen. But you got to move out of your own way to receive it. And so this Sunday, he's giving me the title communion for real. And so I'm going again to the book of Leviticus. This time I'm in chapter three. And I, and I, I know that I'm going fast, but I, I God has moved, so I don't want to be up here long. I just want to get the point across that he, has, that he would have me deliver today. And so in, in Leviticus chapter 1, God taught us about the burnt offering. He, talks us, he, he taught us about what it means to really worship. And what it means to really worship is to give your whole life. To be consumed by God. The Bible says that God is a consuming fire, right? And you might be thinking, well, why would God want to burn me? Because scripture also says that though we go through trials that are like fire is to purify us so that we will come out shining like gold, like pure gold. So in Leviticus chapter one, we learned about what it means to go up in smoke. When we worship, God is transforming our atmosphere. He is transforming things in our life. And I got to stress to y'all that worship is not about getting what you, what you want. So I don't need I don't need anybody I don't need anybody in here to be like I came to church this Sunday and I got prayer and I didn't get exactly what I want. I don't care what the situation is. That's not the reason that you should praise God. God is not your ATM. Amen. Amen. You praise God because you love God, regardless of the circumstance or the situation. Amen. You praise God because you trust God. You praise God because He has. You, you believe that he has your best interest in mind, even when it hurts. Even when he take your daddy. Even when he take your mama. Even when he take your child. You might be thinking, how would God, if God love me, why would he do that? What if your child ain't in pain no more? What if your parent ain't in pain no more? What if they ain't suffering no more? What if they ain't hurt no more? Hallelujah. We spend a lot of time in this church talking about this transformed mind. That's that Romans 12. We talk about being a new creature, not being conformed, right? not thinking like the world thinks. Leviticus chapter 2, we talked about the grain offering. This was a kind of thanks offering. This is when you offer up praise to God for what he is providing for you on a daily basis. Some of y'all are worried about next, the, the next hour. Some of y'all are worried about next week. But can you give him praise for today? Amen. That's the grain offering just for today. 
Even if, even if tomorrow it doesn't go how you want it to go, just praise him for today. Amen, amen. The Bible tells us that we shouldn't even worry about tomorrow because today has enough trouble all by itself, all on its own. So when you get that grain offering, it's just, Lord, I just thank you for today. I thank you for today. And so today in Leviticus chapter 3, God is going to talk to us about the fellowship offering. About having joy and peace with God. And the process for all of these offerings is essentially the same. With the exception of the fellowship offering, the donor was able to participate. The donor was able to eat a little bit of what was offered. Everything else was either going to be consumed by God, right, in the priest. But in this offering, the donor was able to break bread. To fellowship with God. Y'all, see that good scene? Minister J, ain't that up? She's like, mm. <laughs> All of these offerings, right, when you read them in the Hebrew, all of these offerings are called something different, and this helps us distinguish the meaning of each one. There were three motivations for the, for the fellowship offering. When you break bread with God, you want to give thanks. The second reason is something is something is being complete. God is fulfilling something. It's the completion of a vow. And the third reason that you do a fellowship offering is, is free will. And, and that's going to be important, right? Free will. The Bible tells us that when we give, what kind of giver should we be? Cheerful. Joyful when we give. The common thread in all of these three things, Thanksgiving, the completion of a vow, and free will, the common thread is joy. Deuteronomy 27 and 7, it reads, and y'all can stay seated, it reads, and there you are to sacrifice and eat your fellowships off your fellowship offerings and be grateful in the presence of the Lord your God. When you make a fellowship offering, when you're fellowshipping with God, there should be joy, there's happiness, and there should be peace. Modern translations of this offering, because depending on what version you read, modern translations of this of this of this type of offering translate to peace offering, shared offering, fellowship offering, and communion offering. Leviticus chapter three concludes with the sixteenth to seventeenth verse, and they read, "And the priest shall burn all on the altar as a food offering." Pleasing to the Lord. All the fat belongs to the Lord. No Israelite may eat any fat or any blood. This is the rule to be kept forever by all Israelites wherever they live. And all that means to those who have been sitting and listening to this series, all of that means is the best parts of whatever you offer. Whether it's a burnt offering, a grain offering, or a fellowship offering. Whatever you give to God, God gets the best parts. God gets the best parts, and he gets the sacred parts. All of that, all the best parts and all the sacred parts belong to the Lord. The first three chapters of this book set the stage for the other chapters. So if you haven't listened or you want to know what I'm talking about, you haven't been here, you want to know what I'm talking about, go listen to the first two parts of this. The first three chapters of Leviticus set the stage for what's getting ready to happen in the fourth and the fifth chapter. 
The first three chapters deal with how God saves us. And chapter four and five going to deal with God, how God sanctifies us. You saying God coming to my life is not enough. How many of y'all have invited somebody into your life or entered into a relationship with somebody and it didn't work out? How many of y'all entered into a marriage with somebody and it didn't work out? Right? You can enter into a relationship with somebody and it not work out. If you wanted the relationship to work out, you got to work on the relationship. So inviting Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, you still have to work on the relationship so that the relationship will work out. And so in the first three chapters, we see God inviting us to go up and smoke. We see God inviting us to worship with him. In this third chapter, God is saying, okay, I done taught y'all how to worship. I done taught y'all how to be thankful, right? You know who I am now. Now let's sit down and let's fellowship. Let's sit a while and talk, right? Right, you've given me the best of you. You've given me all of you. Now I'm going to allow you to start enjoying some of what you've been offering. I'm going to allow you to enjoy some of the fruits of your labor. Come on and let's fellowship. Come on and let's commune. Commune means to live. Come on, let's live together. you got friends that you don't live with. You got friends that you don't talk to every month. You got friends that you talk to once a year. Jesus is not that type of friend. Gee, when Jesus come into your life, he like, I want to live with you. And he ain't talking about shacking up with you. He talking about, I want to be married to you. I want to be faithful to you. I want to be all, I, I, I want to be able to go in your phone. I want to be able to check your email. I want access to your bank account. I want to be able to drive your car. I want to commune with you. I want to fellowship with you. Right? But you can't, you're not going to give somebody all of those things if they're not willing to give you all of them. Because that's how we operate. I'm not going to love you that much because I don't know if you're going to hurt me. I don't know if you're going to leave me. When my word says that Jesus promises never to leave or forsake. So when you go up in smoke, when you worship all the way, when you're thankful for what he's done, then Jesus is willing to fellowship. We learn that an encounter with God starts with a spontaneous and a voluntary gift. I never told y'all how I proposed to my wife. I got off work. I got off work one day. I was working for a standard day. I got off work one day from the standard day, so that's about six o'clock. I rolled to the mall. I went to K Jewelers. I bought a ring. I drove all the way to Americas because they were having Bible study. I took her to Captain Lee's <laughs> after Bible study. Went to the house and proposed. And we spontaneous. Something in my brain when I left work that day said, today is the day. Today is the day. Today is the day. She thought I was just being sweet, taking her to Captain D. At the time, that was her favorite thing. Right? An encounter with God starts with a spontaneous and voluntary gift. 
We should approach God out of joy, not obligation. The reason for our offerings, our worship, is because we are in search of celebration. How many times do we come to the altar because we are, we want something, right? You want something, you want God to fix something, you want God to change something. But I want you to begin coming to the altar because you are in search of celebration. Because I'm in search of joy. I'm in search of happiness. And you come into the altar because you know that in Jesus you can find those things. Right? The reason that we worship is because we are in search of celebration, not duty, not material need. Psalms 116 verses 12 and 13, they say, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Think about that. What can you give back to God that is going to repay him for all that he has done for you? From the time you came out, even before you, while you was yet, I'm about to say when you came out your mother's room, but while you was yet in your mother's room, that's life. You weren't a boy. You didn't die in the womb. Each and every morning, you didn't die in the crib. You didn't die when you was one. You didn't die when you was two. Every single morning, he woke you up. You got to be in sun. Might not be steak. Might not be lobster. But I ain't none of y'all in here look like y'all about to pass away from hunger. Ain't nobody in here naked. How can we repay him for all the good that he's done? Verse 13 says, I will take the cup of salvation. I'm going to receive the, the gift that he's given me, life. I offer my life. I'm going to take his gift. I'm going to take what he's given me. And then it says, and I will call on the name of the Lord. When scripture talks about the joy of the Lord is my strength. Right? It's the joy of being saved. We quote, it's the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But do y'all know where that is? Do you know the context that that was used in? That is in the book of Nehemiah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's just part of that sentence. It's part of that verse. It's not the whole verse. We quote it like it's the whole verse, but it's not. When, they, when this is used in Nehemiah, they are celebrating the rebuilding of the temple and their, and their, and their, uh, their release from exile after years of being exiled. They are celebrating their return to God, and they are crying. They are celebrating because God has rebuilt the temple. It's the same thing. When you give your life to the Lord, and God starts rebuilding you. When he starts remolding you. When he starts reshaping you. That is a celebration. That is a celebration. Returning to God. I don't care what you've been through. When you return to God. That is a celebration. You might have walked away from him. That is a celebration. In my study, I came across this. I came across this quote. How does one respond to the gift of life that opens up unlimited possibilities? How do you respond to the gift of life that Jesus gives that opens up unlimited possibilities? My God can do anything. When you give your life to Lord to the Lord, you're serving a God that can do anything. 
How do you respond to that, knowing that you serve a God who can do anything? There are unlimited possibilities about who you are and what you can be and what you become and what can happen with your children and what can happen with your life. There are unlimited possibilities with God. To man, it might seem impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. The first three chapters of this book all contain a common phrase, an offering that is pleasing to the Lord. You got to pay attention to when scripture keeps repeating something. God done told us whether it's a bull, a lamb, a sheep, a pigeon, some grain, some wheat. I don't care what you offering. When you give it from your heart, it produces something that is pleasing to the Lord. You got to pay attention to the repetition. Like in Psalms 136, over and over again, it says his steadfast love endures forever. God keeps repeating things because he wants it to seep down in you. He wants it to seep down in you. Those spots in scripture like that where the word is continually repeated, it's called liturgy. In a black church, it's called call and response. God is good. And all the time? Well, that ain't in scripture. Where y'all learned that? Why? Why over and over again? Because it's supposed to seep down. Seep down in you. Even the placement of this particular book, when I say the placement, I'm talking about Leviticus, where it's placed in the Bible. Leviticus is teaching the people how to worship while in the wilderness. Leviticus is teaching them how to worship in advance. Right? They ain't crossed the Jordan River yet. Ain't no battles been fought. Ain't no temple been built. All the promises of, the, the promises of God have not fulfilled themselves yet. But God is saying, I, so, so what is that telling you? That means you can't worship when it's good. No. Worship was not designed to just occur when things are going good. Right. Worship was, was designed to be given in advance of. Right. While you still feel lost, while you still feel broken, yeah. while you still feel hurt, yeah. that's when you're supposed to worship. Yeah. It was designed to be used while you were still trying to find your way. The Israelites were offering all of these things before they was even settled or in a real position to have anything. He said, I want you to give me something and you ain't even in a position to give. God don't, God don't want you to wait till you wait till you make it six figures to pay your time. He said, if you make 10, just give me, if you make ten dollars, just give me one. Because let me tell you, if it's hard for you to give one out of ten, it's going to be hard for you to give out that million. And then some of y'all wonder why you can't be blessed. Because God know, he know what you, well, he know you ain't going to do right. Brother Marcus said, you got to do right by the money. You got to do right by it. You got to do right by it. They were, they were being trained on how to offer worship before being settled. God was giving them a reason to hope even when they didn't deserve it. God would give you a reason to look for a brighter day even when you don't deserve a brighter day. 
God could have easily asked them for, I want y'all to pay me. I, 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 I want y'all to, I want a payment for sin. Instead of asking for a payment for sin from them, he invites them to worship. Think about if your credit card company decides, you know what? I don't even want you to pay me back. I just want you to come to our corporate office and let's eat and fellowship and have a good time. And you, you know, that's it. You know, you done borrowed all this money. Don't even worry about it. I don't want that. Right? You done been late a million times. Something so much you don't even pay me. But you know what? I don't even want it back. I just want you to come on down to the corporate office and, and let me prepare a banquet for you and give you some presents. God could have easily asked for repayment, but he didn't do that with his people. He didn't do that with his people. Instead, he said, let me teach you how to worship. Let me teach you how to worship. God doesn't want you to come to him out of guilt. He wants you to come to him out of love. And when you realize how much he loves you, then you'll realize it's okay to give him praise. This fellowship offering that I've been talking about is an invitation to salvation. And it's a foreshadowing of what was to come. Jesus was, is, and will forever be the word of God. Worship is about fellowship with God. And I'm almost done. Fellowship offering, peace offering, shared offering, communion offering, right? The only, the only one of the three offerings that we have talked about that they were allowed to participate in. Everything else was all went to the went to God or went to the priest. God got his off the top. The only one that they were able to participate in. Matthew 26 and 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, prepared it, and blessed it, presented it to God, and break it. And he gave it to his disciples to eat. And said, take, eat. This is my body. They call him the lamb that was slain, right? He's he literally telling them, y'all, I am the offering. I am the offering, and I'm going to allow y'all to participate in this. He said, I'm going to offer, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 prepare myself. I'm going to present myself to God. My body is going to be broken, right? And I very well could say I'm doing this for me. But I'm going to allow y'all to participate in this one. He said, take, eat, this is my body. And then the word says he took the cup. Right? Preparation. And he gave thanks. Presentation. And he gave it to them. Right? Saying, drink ye all of it. So when I read in the first two chapters, what did they do with the blood? They took all the blood. They covered the temple in it. Right? That's why Jesus says, take this, like drink all of it. I'm going, when we talk about covered in the blood, he's laying you like, he's like, I'm late, bitch, like I'm going to cover you in there. What I'm getting ready to do is going to cover you. 
This thing is going to cover you. Right? For this is my blood of the New Testament. Right? He's letting them know that what I'm getting ready to do, this is going to be the last. This is going to be the last offering. This is going to be the last burnt offering. This is going to be the last grain offering. This is going to be the last. Like this, this, this fellowship offering going to be the last one. That's why when we take communion, God says, do this in remembrance of me. Because he wants you to know that he is the once and for all sacrifice. There is nothing else that you have to do. When you fellowship with God, everything is going to take care of itself. Everything else will take care of itself. Lord, I thank you. The 29th to the 30th verse says, I tell you, I will never again drink this wine until the day I drink the new wine with you in my Father's kingdom. I told you the, the fellowship offering, one of the reasons for it was the completion of a vow. Jesus was knew his time was run like this. why they call it the Last Supper. Because he says, I'm getting ready to finish the work that I was sent here to do. Right? It's a celebration. It's a reason for hope. That's why I say when you walk to the altar, God is giving you a reason for hope, a new life. He said it's a new covenant. I'm giving y'all a new covenant, and this new covenant is a reason for hope. He says what we're doing now, I'm not going to ever do this again. The next time I see you, we're going to be in my father's house. The third verse says, then they sung a hymn. I ain't never read that part. I ain't never read about them singing after the, after. They had a, right? It was a celebration. This is also doing Passover, which was a celebration. Oftentimes we view the Last Supper as a bad or a sad thing. The disciples did not understand what was happening. Why y'all think so many times when somebody get buried, they call it a home-going what? Celebration. We say that, but then we don't treat it like that. They call it a home-going celebration because in Jesus, because of the new covenant, we know that we're going to get up again. Jesus was inviting them to a new life, a new covenant. And following this, the Holy Ghost will come. Why? To purify and to sanctify. But even the disciples didn't understand worship at that time. For as many times when they, you read on in that 26th chapter, he takes a select few of his 12 to the Garden of Gethsemane. They couldn't even stay woke. Jesus just explained all of that. My body, my blood, new covenant, celebration. We're going to my father's house. He preaching. He preaching. He teaching. They can't even, they weren't they went picking up what he was putting down. Right? Peter. Peter being Peter. All that he was saying, they couldn't receive it. And some of us the same way. God has brought these three messages on worship. And some of y'all ain't picking up what God put down. Some of y'all ain't. Some, some people. Some people received an invitation three Sundays ago. Right? The invitation was not just to come. The invitation was to come 
and to give your life. If you was not saved, or if you had walked away, that was the invitation. And I'm going to close, but y'all know where it says in the scripture. But Jesus is telling the parable of the banquet. And he like, go tell everybody. That's basically fellowship. Like, come on, tell them I want to fellowship. I want to commune. And nobody will come. So the man say, go to the street. Go to the street. And find somebody that wants what I'm offering. That wants fellowship. And I think God has done a good job of today of explaining what fellowship means. I think over the last three Sundays, God has done a great job of explaining what worship is. It's all of you. It's all your business. It's all your time. What do you mean all my time? All your time. You don't realize how much God would make time for the things you want to do if you made time for him. You don't realize how much God would give you if you would give to him. Our old pastor used to say, you can't beat God giving. I ain't just talking about y'all money. Y'all money. I'm just talking about giving to him what is due him, period. You don't know how he'll, he'll open the door for you. He'll take you out of CBS. He'll take you out of ASU. Right? He'll make you the boss where you can set your own out. He'll make it where you can't work on Sunday. But you gotta do right by what he's giving you. Like he like, if I give, if I give you more time, if I give you all this stuff you praying for, what you gonna do for it? What you what you gonna what you gonna do with it? What you do with the free time you got now? Communion for real. Communion for real. It's joy and peace with God in every area of your life. In every area of your life. Amen. 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 Y'all come on in the Lord and praise.